0: Welcome to Uncontained, episode 12. I'm your host, Aaron Static-Render, and I'd like to thank everybody who uh, took the time over last week to uh, wish me a happy birthday on Facebook or otherwise. And uh, thank you also for tuning in to the previous 11 episodes. Today on episode 12, we have comedian Mike Lucas. I recorded this a little while back. It was one of my startup episodes that I recorded and uh, he's been up to some cool things since we've recorded this episode. He just performed with Ben Cronenberg and comedian Josh Blue at the Floodwater Comedy Festival. I saw Josh Blue a couple of uh, months back here in the in the Bay Area. That dude is hilarious. If you get a chance, check him out. I'm actually kind of jealous he got to uh, perform with Josh Blue. Very funny stuff from that guy and uh, very funny stuff from Mike Lucas as well. In this episode, we talk about the growing scene in Cedar Rapids and also his strategy for crafting the lineup for open mics. So the crowd is not wasting their time in his own words and what he's doing to help get noticed and help get shows teaming up with some other comedians creating the comedian coalition, all that and more in episode 12 of uncontained with Mike Lucas.
1: How are you doing, Mike? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good. Doing good. I haven't talked to you for a while, at least for the last three years that I've been out here in California. Um, how is uh How's everything going out there in Iowa?
2: Uh, it's going well. Having a lot of fun here. Doing um, I'm personally doing a lot of uh shows in the area and stuff, and kind of uh, meandering through the process of uh, getting better at comedy and kind of improving my stock, I guess. Here, getting some bigger and better shows, I guess. So that's cool.
1: Right on right on. it seems like a lot of peop there's a a lot of the com- comics that I uh have done some shows with in Iowa are actually uh doing quite a bit of touring. Uh have you been doing any touring yourself or just mainly sticking around Iowa or
2: Um touring I
1: I'm I i would not
2: say I've been touring I've done a I did a small tour uh last spring featuring for Nathan Temmel um just kind of doing some one-off shows here and there so that's about the extent of what's going on but yeah i mean around the area like um throughout the midwest like we did michigan wisconsin minnesota last spring so yeah
1: okay all right and uh let's see it says you you've been so you i saw that you've uh been in like nearly nine ten states doing stand-up yep
2: exactly i did um over the, or I've started like four years ago, and, um, you know, mostly we do a lot of, I do a lot of stuff here in Iowa, but yeah, I've been in basically all the bordering states, um, and then uh, I did, I guess I did a show in Phoenix, but I mean, that was just like an open mic, but it was a lot of fun, go check it out, you know, so.
1: All right, how'd you end up hopping down to Phoenix and doing a show there? Yeah,
2: another comic and I went down and watched some baseball last spring, and then we decided we'd just go check it out and see if there's anything going on, and we ended up getting, we found an open mic downtown Phoenix there, and um, it was a lot of fun. Some pretty cool people there, and they let us on the show, so that was nice.
1: What's your favorite team?
2: Uh, Sports team? early the baseball, uh, team.
1: baseball team i'm a white baseball team
2: white Sox fan uh the guy i went with is like a huge cubs fan so we went and watched that
1: okay what the was it the spring training down in arizona or
2: yep, yep exactly
1: yep okay all yeah. right man how man those cubs man i thought back <laughs> to the future was gonna be right but <laughs>
2: even the even the cubs curse get overcome back to
1: the future i guess so I know, man, I know. As a Sox fan, could you find it in your heart to cheer for the Cubs? I
2: cheered for them, yeah. It was fun to watch them. I've never had any strong hatred for the Cubs. I save all that for the Twins, I guess, you know?
1: The Twins, okay. And and the Cubs fans save it all for the uh, Cardinals, I believe. I got a few... I'm not a huge baseball fan myself, but I am like a Chicago sports fan. Yeah. So, all right, a little bit more about the show in phoenix i guess you just went on road tripping and just walked into an open mic after a baseball game or what
2: now what we did was we um before i went down there there's you know you can get on there's a website where you can kind of find where open mics and stuff are at so i got on that website and contacted the guy who ran the show and and uh you have to like i think you have to be approved or he put you on the list ahead of time so uh, I emailed him and he put us on the list, so that was pretty much the extent of it. And it was a lot of a lot of a uh, pretty good crowd. It was um, a de- definitely a different experience. It was fun.
1: Okay, cool. What is this website that you speak of?
2: It's called Bad Slava, B A D S L A V A, and uh, basically you can, if you run a mic, you can put it on that on that website, and um, and it's just sort of like a way for comics to figure out where to go if you're heading out of town
1: okay that, that's cool to know that's uh so if you're t- traveling around and when i hit the stage check that out bad slava yep all right yeah. all right um speak so what are some of like the craziest stories that you have i know you haven't been touring a lot but you've been on the road so mm-hmm. um anything interesting wild crazy <laughs> otherwise i've traveled with nathan Temple for the most part and he's a professional comedian Um, and he headlines and every once in a while
2: he'll take me out. Um, and Nathan is, uh, he's a, just a true pro, you know? So, and, uh, so he takes me out, but he's, he's, uh, he's very straight laced and does like all of his, uh, it's all about the job for him. It's very important to him. So when we, when we go out, I mean, it's, it's pretty much, uh, do the job and, um,
1: you know, move on. No and... sex, drugs, and comedy.
2: No, not at all, man. It's a, it's a. <laughs> I, I guess I did the last or one of the last times we were out. I I stayed at the casino, and he went back to the room or his room or whatever. And um, I I gambled for a while and won a couple hundred bucks. So that's about the extent of the excitement for me. But that's cool. Right it's on. cool. I, I like to keep it. I mean, I'm married and stuff, so I um, and I have kids, so you know, pretty much it's focused on comedy and have a, yeah. have a little fun. I mean, that's what I'm doing.
1: There you go. There you go. No need to go all out then. You got that at home. So So you were telling me earlier that the Iowa scene has a lot of cool stuff going on. It's kind of blowing up right now. What's all going on with the Iowa scene?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I suppose it's all relative, right? But we have, um, you know, there's a lot of really great comics that work around this area and it's very interesting to see. It seems like we all sort of got into it at the same time. And we're all progressing, I guess, and, you know, doing some interesting things like, um, uh, for instance, tonight, uh, Brian Posehn is here in Iowa City performing.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
2: and, uh, you know, one of the, um, or one, his opener is from here in Iowa City. Her name's Megan Gogerty. She's awesome. Uh, she's a professor. I think she's a professor at the university. I know she teaches a class there. I assume she's a professor. Okay. Um,
1: so being a professor there would actually kind of fit Brian Pissane's like type of comedy. He's pretty smart, so that kind of works there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and she's great. She's uh she opened for um, Cameron Esposito here. She, she's been out now, L- and she was out in L.A. and did some stuff out there at the Improv. Um what else did she do? She she's open for Louie Anderson in Vegas. So yeah, she, I mean she's just one example. There are tons of comics like her, um, who go do stuff. Um, you know, Daniel Frana opened up for T J Miller here not too long or maybe a year or so ago. T J Miller's great. Yeah. yeah. So we get he, we it seems like we're getting a lot of opportunities to open up for some uh great comics that are passing through, like I got to open for, like, Ben Kronberg. He was awesome. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff.
1: Okay, cool, man. And uh, did you say you have a show coming up with him, too, or did that just happen?
2: Uh, Actually, um, he was supposed to come through, and that whole thing, just, like, within the last week, um, got postponed or sort of, I'm not sure if it fell through or what, but it's not going to happen as of right now, but um, they're looking at what to do in the future about having him come back, so um that's what's that's so uh, that sucked but stuff like that happens you know
1: uh you know yeah that's I did show men- business for you <laughs> for
2: sure i did want to mention i guess we were talking about cool stuff in iowa um there are last year we had um just in the iowa city area we had what did we have we had two festivals we had we had a green gravel comedy festival was was here in iowa city and uh, Eddie Pepitone headlined that. Okay. Yeah, and then um, and I was in that one, so that's the one I know the most about. Um, Floodwater was also here in Iowa City, and I think that one was put on by like students, and but it was it was very professional, and um, they all I, shoot. I wish I could remember who the headliner was. I was out of town that whole week, but then I got to be on it like the last day, like, but it was sort of like the closing event, so I didn't get to. Wasn't there for any of the uh, festival, but they were both huge successes. They um, have a lot of support here in Iowa City for that. And then in Des Moines, I know that they have a festival there, too, called Beast Village. And uh, I think Dave Ross headlined that one, so...
1: Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, when I was in Iowa, I, the scene was just like kind of heating up. Uh, things were starting to happen. Yeah, I was, you know, I was regular at the Catacombs of Comedy, which is where I met you at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, Tom Garland hosts, and I hear he just finished up hosting and handed over the reins to somebody else. Or,
2: yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he. I think he gave that to uh, Joe Beetle, and who's a, who's a newer guy. He's been around for about a year, and he's a super nice guy. Works very hard. And then I think his roommate still is the other guy who's DJ Dorrington. So,
1: yeah. Okay,
2: cool, cool. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't make it to that one but, um, because it's it's pretty late and it starts at like 10 o'clock on a Monday night and runs on. Yeah, that's lunch.
1: Iowa City for you. Yeah. That's Iowa City for you. Exactly. People don't go out till 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'm an old guy, so I don't get to do that one.
1: Right, on. and you got your own uh, open mic too that you host, correct? Yeah, Brian Huggins and I host the one at
2: Penguins, which is you know the the local comedy club here, and it's in Cedar Rapids. And so we host that one, and it's every Wednesday night. And uh, what we do is Brian and I host it like maybe once a month. We'll alternate that, and then we rotate in guest hosts, so we give like. Uh, new people chances to learn how to host, which is fun, and then we also, you know, have people who um, are excited about hosting and maybe um draw in a big crowd of their friends or something to come one night. So we try to do that, we keep the show uh, different and fun and fast paced and entertaining. I mean, the whole idea for us is to um, give everybody equal opportunity and uh, have a fun show. It ends up being really cool. cool, yeah, it ends up being a yeah. great show.
1: Help um, progress people as you go, kinda of the point of an open mic. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. I think
2: the the idea for me personally is um I can't I, I don't think I'm going to, you know, move to LA and become a famous comedian because, you know, I'm older and I'm married and have kids and stuff. So I want the scene here in Iowa to be as big and fun as possible. So yeah. I'm, I'm always trying to get more and more people involved and excited about it. So that's my approach
1: right on and how is uh hosting uh open mic different from just being um participant on the open mic to you is there like a big difference for you or yeah for do, sure do you prefer one or the other
2: um do i yeah it's it's funny the ask that. Is i don't know that i prefer one over the other but they're both very different that's for sure when you're hosting the mic you know it's kind of your job to to keep track of what's going on the whole night and, uh, keep, make sure the show is moving and it's fun. And, uh, and it's, you know, the idea for me is to draw an audience. So if you're drawing an audience, uh, you, you need to have a show that's, that's entertaining, you know, it's, um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't like, like I've been to plenty of open mics that, uh, have a different approach that, I think it frustrates the audience which is like, you know, people performing and not caring about doing a good good job or uh, you know, I just feel like my point is like you, you shouldn't waste the audience's time. Everybody should be trying to do a good job and having, you know, a good show.
1: So with an open mic, how do you like make that happen? Like Yeah,
2: here's here's what I do. Um I, you know, know enough people around here that I know who I can trust is going to go do something good up there. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and I know there are plenty of people who are learning and, and trying new things. And I understand, I, I don't expect everybody to be good or anything. I just expect you to go up there and have a plan and do a good, and try to do a good job. Um, so what I do is I'll sort of alternate. Like I, I will, um, you know, I'll, I'll put somebody up there who I don't know yet, or somebody who I know is, you know, just learning. And uh, I'll put them up and then I'll put somebody that I know is going to do a good job and I'll alternate them kind of rotating back and forth. So the audience is engaged the whole time. They know that they're not going to sit through, you know, eight people who um, are just learning how to do this or struggling or whatever, you know, it's being a comics hard, you know, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so you craft your uh, your lineup for the night, like handcrafted, opposed to some places, yeah. who are like first come, first serve, pick your own place. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Then you can end up with eight people telling hack jokes it- in a row or something. Yep,
2: you got that. You get that right. That's a perfect way to put it. <laughs>
1: Right, that's cool. It's interesting to see what goes in behind the scenes. What are you doing to promote the show to make? You mentioned that earlier to make people um, more interested and come and try to get the biggest turnout.
2: Sure, we what, do, we do some stuff with like you know it's a it's a lot of mostly Facebook, and then Twitter, um, and then the website the Penguins website you know has information on there about it. Penguins kind of carries their own cachet, like everybody around here knows that that's the comedy club. So I think there's a certain amount of respect that just goes with the fact that that's the comedy club in the area. So people um, know when they go to that, they're going to see real comedians. um, Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, someplace has a open mic at a bar. People may not, people may not have give the same amount of respect to that. So, I mean, yeah, it's just pretty, it's pretty self-sustaining. And we just push, we just push through with you know Facebook updates and make events, and then use Twitter and stuff to remind people. And then we've got sort of a, we've got a pretty big group of, um, uh, what what am I trying to say? You know, people who come and perform every week, regulars, who support it and put the word out all the time, you know, and bring their friends
1: and stuff. Cool, cool. Yeah. Is Penguin still the only comedy club in eastern Iowa or in like the Cedar Rapids, Iowa City area?
2: Yeah, the only official comedy club. Yeah, yep, yeah, it is. I mean, the only other one in the that I know of is uh, in Des Moines, which is the funny Bone. And there are other obviously there are places that have regular comedy and um, yeah, but not places that every single week hire professional comedians that come there and perform, you know.
1: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, I was just curious on how much the comedy scene was growing in Iowa since so it's, it's been almost 3 years since I've been there. Sure,
2: yeah. But <laughs> well, we, you know, we have you know, somebody if somebody's putting on something every week. I mean, there's there are shows somewhere every week. I mean, you could get on or be a part of something, you know, either in the Quad Cities. They've got a couple different places right well three different regular places that have shows um there's the speakeasy there's a place called the back room and then uh the establishment and the, they have comedy they have something every week but it's not like yeah. they don't have traveling professionals come through they have like the back room has improv and then they'll have a stand-up before the improv shows and um uh the speakeasy has like different kinds of shows a variety of variety shows my buddy andrew king once a month hosts a show called the after hour and it's like a, it's a live talk show it's a, it's a very interesting idea and it's sort of his passion and it's really fun that he's kind of come up with his new interesting idea for for uh comedy it's fun
1: okay yeah. so is that just there or is that broadcast somewhere
2: it's for now it's just there, but I think the idea is at some point to start recording it and putting it somewhere or something like that. Yeah. But at this point, it's just a live show and it's, he it puts a lot of effort into it, you know, and it's a very, you know, uh, the idea is that he, you know, it, it comes across like a, a late night TV show. So it's pretty neat.
1: Yeah. In a bar. That, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Our, is a crowd responsive to that? Do they know what they're walking into, or is it just they're like going out yeah. to get drinks and what's just no. going on we'll here? Do. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: the place that the place that it, that it's at is called the Speakeasy, but it is um, it's a performance like center. So people go there specifically okay. for it. Man, it's got a sort of like a local following down there where you know he, um, you know there there's gonna they're gonna be the same people are gonna come every time. You know, there's gonna be. A group of them, and then on top of that, there's going to be a bunch of other people who come too. I mean, you know, the show, the place holds. I don't know. I mean, like 150 people or something. And the show, you know, each week or each month, you know, is uh, going to get you know 70 people, no matter what, probably. So,
1: right on. That's cool. And yeah. you'll have to let me know if that actually uh, gets on the internet. I'd like to check that out. All right. Yeah, man. I will do that. Man, so, yeah, there's quite a few things happening in uh, the Iowa City, Cedar Rapids area, and Iowa comedy altogether. Um, You have, uh, I saw something you posted, you're part of a group, uh, like a Comedians Coalition, is that correct? Yeah, it's called the Comedian Coalition. Um, I work with five other comedians,
2: and we um, set up shows in the area. Well, we we'd set them up anywhere, but they mostly they just they're at this point we've we've been doing this for two years. We just celebrated a two year anniversary uh, about a week ago, and basically what we do is we go um, and perform at, at like bars and stuff. Like six of us will go and we'll put on like an hour and a half long show or two hour long show, and um we'll we'll each do equal amount of time, and it's uh it's so it's it was it's been sort of our way to um circumvent the system um as we were getting better at comedy we all wanted to go out and feature you know which is the next step in the line for being a comedian you know you go you yeah you open mic and then you host and then you feature or guest spots and feature and then headliner well you know there's there there's just the two comedy clubs in iowa so we wanted to figure out a way to feature Since we weren't um, getting to feature at the, at the clubs, because, you know, um, there's just not a lot of, not, not that there's not a lot of opportunity, but, you know, there's only so many spots to go around. So um, we decided we were going to go out and put on shows and we were each going to do feature length sets. So we're doing 15 or 20 minutes apiece, and we're going out and doing these shows and getting experience that way. And uh, it's been amazingly cool we've had a uh we just did a show last night at a place in clinton iowa called hook's pub and that's our third time performing there and um cool yeah we've had grand success getting uh having fun shows putting on quality shows and we go to a lot of times we'll go to like towns where they don't have like comedy clubs or comedy scene and uh, people just get excited to to see something different, and they'll you know fill up the place and and uh, come and they're pretty pretty receptive, and they they seem to appreciate us coming to their town and putting on a show like that. So it's a lot of fun, and like just a, the other guys that are in the group are Don, Donnie Townsend, Daniel Frana, Martin Lathrop, Andrew Jones, and Mitch Banks. I don't know if you know any of those guys or not.
1: I know. I know a couple of them, Uh, Townsend, uh, Franza, and others were kind of new names to me, Yeah. but uh, yeah, I remember both of them from the Catacombs of Comedy, they're from the Quad Cities, right, or at least uh, Donnie Townsend is, correct?
2: Donnie was, now he lives in Cedar Rapids, he does a lot of stuff working at Penguins and things like that, he hosts there a lot on the weekends, Um, so yeah, he lives up in Cedar Rapids, and then uh, Daniel lives in Iowa City, so yeah.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I do remember both of them from uh, from doing shows and stuff in I in in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa City area. Yeah. Um. Do you for the comedian uh, coalition? Do you find yourself being able to book shows that you didn't think you would be a- that you probably wouldn't be able to if it was just yourself, or um, like does it open some doors having a group like a cluster of comedians? I think it does. Yeah. Uh, um, okay.
2: I think it does, and I think that um, our our whole idea was this. We wanted to put on a quality show. We wanted people to want to watch it, and, and we wanted them to come out of the show um, f- being happy that they came to the show. Um, I watched plenty of comedians. That's
1: always a good goal right there. Right. The
2: thing is, <laughs> is I watched plenty of comedians around here when I was first starting out, putting on shows when they probably shouldn't have been. You know what I mean? Um, guys doing an hour of comedy. And it just wasn't very, um, very good. And so yeah. we didn't want to go out there and feel like we were duping people into coming to these shows. You know what I mean? We wanted to have a show that when people when people were done watching it, they were, you know, pleased with us. They weren't um, dissatisfied. And uh, I think I saw plenty of that. And we we just wanted to make sure we weren't. Being selfish, I guess, you know what I mean? Like if you go out, you can, yeah. you can book a show and put on a, and go up there and tell, I, you know, I could go up there and tell an hour and a half worth of jokes and, and uh, be successful for a quarter of them. And, and who cares? You know, the the, the customer, or the audience is not going to be pleased. So we wanted to yeah. do a good job. So that was our idea was we're going to go out and do 15 or 20 of our best minutes every, every time we go out and the, the crowd's going to be excited about it. So,
1: cool and do you guys have the styles in the coalition Mm -hmm. like do you vary a lot do you have one that says like get her done or (laughs) you might be a redneck if or anything like that or i I don't know do do did you purposely like choose uh people who have different styles are you guys similar
2: um i think that we have found that we're similar um, none of us are like that. We don't have a, a get her done kind of guy or anything. <laughs> we, we do. Get her done. Yeah, right on, man. Now we, um, we, I, I would say that we are like, I do a lot of one-liners. I'm very one-liner, uh, oriented. Um, Martin has, has sort of a rambling, crazy person's approach to things and it's fun. He just like, it's just. One thing leads into the next, and it's this, it's this long rambling like story, basically. So, that that doesn't really seem to be cohesive, but it's hilarious. Um, Daniel is is um, funny because he's he does a lot of like goofy puns, and then you know people sort of groan, and then they fall in love with it because he just keeps doing it and gets deeper into him, you know. And Donnie's an absurdist, and Mitch is um, just you know, uh, a guy who, uh, he's lovable and funny and kind of high energy. And, um, and then Andrew, he plays the guitar sometimes and he's just like the most likable guy in the world. He could say anything. It's getting people to laugh.
1: (laughs) Right on, right on. So So, it does sound like there's some variety, but yeah, but we
2: all seem to sort of, we're all sort of just
1: absurd. You
2: know what I mean? It's like, none of us are telling stories about our lives or, you know, we're not political, we're all just sort of goofy. And so, you know, it's just a bunch of guys um, having fun for the sake of fun. We're not trying to uh, get a message across. We are just we just want you to come on and have a fun time.
1: All right, cool, cool. I actually listened to uh, your stand-up set from Zanies in, uh, that Was that the Zanies like, near Chicago? Yeah, in Rosemont. In Rosemont, mm-hmm. yeah. I couldn't think of the name of the town that it was in. Yeah. But uh, I heard... A... Yeah, a lot of one liners from you, like the first gray pubic hair (laughs) joke on your pancakes and all that stuff. It it was funny. I I actually LOL'd quite a few times. (laughs) Good. I love it. Sorry. I don't normally speak in text, but uh, (laughs) when I do. Man, I appreciate you brought it out for me. (laughs) (laughs) I try to make you feel special. I try to make you feel special. So, yeah, I did. So, how. Oh, oh go ahead go ahead i'm sorry oh no,
2: yeah no yeah i just went out there um last month and it was a lot of fun it was i was pretty that's the um it, it's it's a it's a fun opportunity you go out there and basically send them some information You you share your link with them and ask them to take a look in and, and if i guess if they if you pass whatever eye test they have for you they you can um get the opportunity to go to a show out there which is Basically on a Tuesday night, they have like a uh, showcase and they have like 10, okay. they have like 10 comics come out and do like six or however many minutes. And so you have to go out there and perform and kind of try to be clean and clean. Of course, just means don't say the F word a bunch and stuff.
1: Okay. So they don't want you to be blue there. or Correct. Yeah. Okay.
2: And I think the idea is, you know, like if you're going to be a professional comedian, um, uh, if you're going to carve out your own niche you can certainly be filthy but um clubs for the most part don't want you to be dirty and so i went and did that and um a few weeks later uh, i talked to the manager and she asked me to come back again which is in a couple weeks and perform there again and do a little more time and i guess the idea is you kind of keep proving yourself and Hopefully, working your way up the ranks. I guess I'm not sure exactly what happens. But
1: cool, we'll find out. Cool. And did any of uh, the people in your uh, coalition make it? Um, not yet. Um, not I'm, yet.
2: I'm the. Uh, I don't. I don't know that. Um, I think I'm not sure who else submitted to them, but I'm the only one so far. Um, but yeah, a couple of them rode out with me and and watched that night, and it was a lot of fun for all of us. So. We're kind of, the whole thing is, is we look at it like, you know, um, if one of us succeeds, we all do, we're all working for the same stuff and we work together with it on it. So, um, you know, when my friends get to do stuff, um, one of my buddies or Donnie got to, um, open for Doug Stanhope, uh, um, in the Quad Cities last fall. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't have been more excited for him. It was the best thing. So, and that's just how it is with, with all these guys, um, as long as they, as long as one of us is pulling on it and moving forward, and not just us five or not just us six—I mean, anybody in this area—I get excited for them.
1: Yeah, anybody who does something good is good for the scene. You know, it helps mm-hmm. bring recognition, and then also, you know, that helps spread the attention to everybody else.
2: Yeah, legitimizes all of us. I would say. I mean, I, there's some there's some genuine good stuff going on here. I mean, you know, it's. I'm sure that it would be easy to dismiss what we're doing here because we're small, but I mean that, like I, uh, you know, I, like I said, we talked about running that open mic at Penguins, and there are nights. I mean, where we uh, a couple months ago I hosted, and we had 37 comics perform that night. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's. I mean. I mean, that was the most ever, but I mean, I've hosted plenty of nights where there have been 30 comics there, and, you know, that's a pretty big deal for such a small area. I mean, it's not like we have 10 million people to pull from. We're talking about, you know, 300,000 people in this area, so.
1: Right on. Yeah, that is impressive. Like, what, did everybody get to do, like, five minutes or something, or? Uh, I think that night everyone did
2: four minutes.
1: and we Four minutes? Yeah.
2: So I basically
1: your one or two best jokes or what you want to work on and then off the stage you go. Yeah. You know, it's
2: (laughs) like, it's tough. It's when, um, we try to four minutes is the lowest we really want to go. But you know, we, we try, we aim for like a two hour show at the most, but on a night when you have 37 comics, you're going to, you, you give everybody four minutes, you're going to end up over that time. But we do what we can. It's, it's, uh, the idea, like I said, the idea is keep the show tight. So, but, you know most of the time we we aim to give people five minutes is what we want to give you when you when you come there and perform okay and, all right. and i've you know we've had nights where on a rare occasion there might be 15 comics and then you know it's a little more loose and you can have a little more long uh, longer sets but for the most part you know we're shooting for fives everybody does the same amount of time there where we're all equals so that's what we that's what we shoot for
1: Cool, cool. Yeah. So you said you got into comedy about three, four years ago, correct? Yeah, four years. What was it that made you uh, decide? Hey, I'm going to give stand up comedy a try. Yeah, I think I've always
2: loved comedy, um, and I didn't really think about the idea of what it meant to me. And and so I started, um, I started going to open mics and watching and trying to understand. And I think the first open mic I went to, you know, I was I had no idea what I was doing. And I'm watching these people, and they weren't doing well because it was an open mic, you know. And I was like, yeah. I And I'm like, oh, "I can be as bad as these people can be. I can do this." And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I had this crappy attitude about it when I started. I didn't realize, you know, that you know, comedy not easy. And so I went, and uh, it took me like six months of I I went um I would say twice a month for about six months watching people until I finally got the nerve to go do it, and then you know went up and ate it just like everybody else did did. And, um, it seemed like over time the quality of what's happening is just getting better. And I think it has a lot to do with consistency. Like there's a a lot of people who've been doing it for a a lot of time here now, a lot of time being, you know, three or four years or five years.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: And if, if you're consistent and you have a lot of opportunities, I mean, it's, it's really surprising Um, When I started, there were, basically, you could perform every Wednesday night and every Monday night, and that was it. And uh, the Wednesday nights weren't at the same place, they alternated, and then Monday was at the Yacht Club. And now you can perform, if you're willing to drive around a little bit, you can perform Sunday through Thursday night um, at an open mic, and some of them vary in... You know, there's one in Cedar Rapids um, that starts late, but you can, and then not a lot of people go to it because it's late. But you can, you know, do longer sets, 10, 15 minute sets. Um, But there's just numerous mics now. I mean, it's crazy. There's, shoot, I I mean, I, it, it would be hard to go through them all. There's probably, I would be willing to bet there are, you know, 20 different open mics to go to now.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot more than when I was there, uh, three years ago. Right. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I'm good to see the scene growing. Yeah. What is next for you?
2: Um, for me, it's just, the whole thing for me is I just want to keep getting better and I want to be consistently, um, working on getting better. And, um, just I don't have any expectation for what I'm going to do. It's just, I want to have fun. And if I had, my, the ideal thing for me to have happen would be that um I could start doing like you know feature work and stuff, and then uh my wife's a teacher, and so you know um maybe in the summers or something travel around a little bit and and uh, do some stuff, I mean, you know and kind of just almost like have our have the vacation paid for you know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. go perform in wherever Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for the weekend. And uh, basically get, uh, you know, a uh, hotel and a little bit of pay and, you know, she and I go out there and hang out for the weekend or something. So so I don't have any, I don't have a huge uh, expectation list, I guess. I just want to be good. I just want to have fun and I want to see what happens here. I guess that's the other thing. My other major goal is just to have somebody from here, from our group, do something awesome, you know, pop somewhere
1: yeah yeah sounds like you know a lot of a lot is happening so it's probably just a matter of time until something happens
2: i think so yeah i think there's like i said there's some really quality people around here
1: all right mike uh we're about to wrap up this show here but before i let you go i i've been asking this to all my guests name a moment or a time when you have lived life truly uncontained
2: sure I think um, for me, this whole idea of being a comedian is, is, is that, um, you know, I've sort of like uh, pushed aside, like all the concerns about like, you know, Hey, listen, you're 45 years old or whatever. You're too old to start doing this. Um, You're living somewhere where you can't perform very often. And, um, you know, along with a group of other people, um, we've cultivated a thing where we, you know, kind of broke away from things and were allowed to uh, create our own thing. I think that's being uncontained, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good answer for it. And uh, you want to tell people how they can get a hold of you and the Comedian Coalition?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, you can certainly look us up on Facebook. That's uh, pretty much the only place we are as far as the Comedian Coalition goes. Um, if, you look, if you just type that in, it'll pop up, I'm sure. Um, it's just a you'll see a picture of like six guys, it, um, on the top of the page in black and red. Um, and then you could, uh, I'm on Twitter. I, you can find me under the name Lucasentric, and it's L U C A S E N T R I C. And, um, you know, that's where I usually get on there and goof around and say stuff. And then you can usually find me experimenting on there. And, uh, and if you come to a show, you'll see me probably saying half the crap that I wrote on there.
1: (laughs) Right on. Yes. Debut some of the jokes uh, that you do on Twitter before you do them on stage. (laughs) Yeah. Or else you might find them out a little. Yeah.
2: Find a bunch of junk that isn't, that didn't go very well too. So, but it's fun. I interact with a lot of people and have a
1: group of good friends on there and we kind of go back and forth a lot. So it's fun do you find yourself getting good feedback from twitter like say you put a joke out and either people like like it retweeted a lot or do people be like oh that joke sucks and you're like i probably shouldn't do this on stage
2: <laughs> um yeah you know interactions people so i'll get a retweet or our favorites or you know sometimes i'll um interact with somebody famous or whatever and then you you get like a get good back and
1: forth going with them or something but so you've probably never had just an unfollow from a joke. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not. Well, you know, if it's concerned. an unfollow, if it's an unfollow, maybe it's better that way. That might mean you hit something that, uh, you know, was a good joke. Right. Yeah. Just made somebody uneasy that's easily offended and you don't want them as a follower anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah. I uh,
1: I don't I don't mind if people unfollow me. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right mike well thank you very much for uh, joining me on uncontained and uh good luck at uh zany's on your upcoming uh show there
2: cool thanks man i appreciate you having me on i'll uh, definitely be listening to your podcast very cool
0: thanks again to mike lucas for coming on the show today and talking about what he has going on on stage and off the stage and sharing the cool website, Bad Slava, with us. Yes, where you can be wherever traveling and uh, looking for an open mic show. You can go on and uh, check that out, badslava.com. I will have that in the show notes. Also, if You are hearing this on the day this releases. Tomorrow, Mike is actually helping hosting Iowa's Funniest Person Contest in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I believe that's at Penguins. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review in iTunes or whatever pod platform you have been listening in. And also share it. Share it with your friends. Word of mouth is huge and greatly appreciated. I am also going to include the link to Bad Slava, and all of Mike's contact information in the show notes, so check that out and get a hold of him. Let him know that you heard about him here on Uncontained, and as always, until next time, live uncontained.